Alright, hello. Welcome to episode 39 of your parenting podcast. I am your sick-as-a-dog host, Jeremy Bamford. Sorry while I get my poop in a group here. Hopefully the quality doesn't sound too bad. I'm currently fighting a head cold, which is exactly what you want when you got all kinds of shit going on. Uh, I do apologize that the episode is is late. So I'm trying not to make this a once a month podcast. That you know, Daddy's busy, and it's just right now. It's about ten thirty at night. You know, the this is the only time I really have to do anything because once the kids go to bed, um. You know, and that's that's housework, which I still end up doing all throughout the fucking day. But it's, you know, housework, it's homework for school. You know, trying to be a regular functioning adult. It's like a lot of that stuff I can't do when the kids are around. Because I have to, you know, be a parent. Um, so, yeah. I'm trying to put this out as often as I can. Um... We'll see. That's why I haven't promised you an exact date. You know, I know some people that do podcasts. It's like, you know, that's their only job is to do a podcast. Were that the case, hell, I could probably give you an episode every day. But, you know, with the kids and the dog and the school and their school and... You know, the housework and, like, groceries and toilet paper and... Speaking of toilet paper, I ordered, we ordered toilet paper from Amazon. Because it was just one of those things, like we realized we were out. We were running out down to the last couple of of precious rolls. Um, So we ordered it from Amazon. Um, And I guess there was none left in the U.S. because it was being shipped from Canada. I mean, good thing this wasn't an emergency like back in March. But then, you know, because it was going to take so long, we kept getting the notifications. It's getting delayed. It's getting delayed. And it's like, so I still had to go buy a pack to use while the other pack gets here. Which defeats the purpose of ordering the fucking Amazon pack. And there's, when you go to the store, there's too many choices for toilet paper now. It's like, I don't understand when this became so complicated. And they needed like a small hole on the side of the package so I can feel the the softness. You know, I don't want to one extreme or the other. Yes, you know, it's some of it's just too thick and soft. And it's just, you know, years of eating flaming garbage and plates of salted grease have made my asshole callous and hard like a squid beak. You know, the toilet paper can't be too soft and thick. It'd be like wiping my ass with a beach towel. I got no traction back there. I'd have to wait for everything to settle down and then go back in for a recon wipe. The other end of the spectrum is the the no frills, plain package rolls with names like fucking toilet paper and old wipe your ass. <laughs> yeah, that stuff isn't fit for human use. I think that's what they use to remove the finish off of old wood furniture. Moving on to furniture and wood and projects I hate doing, uh, we did some renovations recently. 
Uh, we've wanted for a while to replace all the carpets. Uh, when we first were, were getting this house, because we were having it built, you know, which if you've never had a house built, it sounds like an amazing process when you first start. I'm going to pick all the things. I'm going to have these archways and this and that. It's like, no, it's nothing like that at all. You get, you know, two, three, four choices for the entirety of the house. <laughs> um, originally, I didn't want tile throughout the whole house because I didn't want the whole house to sound like a bathroom with that echo. But what I should have done was gotten tile throughout the whole fucking house and then just put a few rugs down here and there. But I'm like, no, I like the feeling of, you know, freshly clean carpet on my sensitive bare feet. Um, but this carpet is now, it's been, I think this Christmas will be two years we've been in this house. And this carpet is just ruined. Um... I mean, it used to be like a very light tan, like most carpets. Now it's like the color of an old baseball glove. You know, it's like you think we were a bunch of smokers. You know, it's just like the stains, you know, from the kids and probably me. You know, plus the dog. You know, it's just, we decided, you know, and my, the lesson learned here, um, pay someone else to do it. No matter what the cost. Even if it's like twice the value of your house. Like pay someone else to do it. Because it is a miserable. You know a miserable thing. And we just. You know. Cause we, even though we're saving lots of money. We still don't want to buy. Like we're, we only did the living room and the dining room. The biggest area of the house that had carpet. And that's also you know the most common area. So like let's do that first. Um, it was mostly me. You know, Cynthia helped when she could, you know, but she's also working, has school and stuff. And my father-in-law helped when he could, but he also works. Um, you know, we had to tear up the carpets, you know, which seeing the stains at the bottom of the carpets made me feel extra gross. It's like, I swear we're not slobs. Like people that come to our house, you know, family, friends alike, usually will comment on how clean and tidy it always is. Like, how do you keep the house so clean with three kids? You know, and it's like, and it's not that we clean just for you assholes coming over. You know, we really try to maintain it. Like you, you do some deep cleaning every now and then, and then the rest of it is just maintenance. You know, and now, because we got one of those floor robot vacuums, which the first time we got that vacuum, we're cleaning up the floors so the robot can have an easier time of it. I was like, shouldn't the robot be doing all this shit? We got that, plus, you know, the dog. Sorry, that's my diet sun-kissed orange soda. Because it feels good on my throat. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, because the dog, you know, chews up shit, which we'll get to in a moment. But, uh, yeah, so the stains at the bottom of the carpet feel extra gross. Uh, I'm pulling up all the tack strips. Um, that's also a pretty miserable job. There's no easy way to do it. Maybe there is. I mean, to an amateur like me, there is not. Um, we pulled up all the baseboards, because we're also, we painted as well. Um, now granted, I love the color. But, uh, you know, just kind of added to the work. Um, 
since no house is a perfect square, most of these floor planks, and we got the kind that, I don't know what you call them, it's like they kind of fit together like a puzzle. It's like you gotta, you lay them a certain way and they all have like these little like lips or grooves on the sides of them and you kind of, you know, fit them together a certain way, it's supposed to make a perfect seam, which it does if you do it perfectly. But anyone who knows me knows that I'm going to fuck it up. So there's, there's a handful of times I had to go back and redo a whole fucking row. Because there was like a millimeter gap in between. It didn't look that big, but when you stepped on it, it felt like a canyon. But uh, you know, some of those would have to be cut to fit the room. So I had to buy a table saw. And then put together the table saw. And then also learn how to use the table saw without losing any of my fucking fingers. I remember when I first put it together, and you know, which took a long ass time, and I'm trying to test it out, you know, and that thing's loud. You know, if you've never, never heard of a, you know, never heard a table saw. You know, so I do like a little brrrr, you know, noise, and I cut a little piece of wood just to make sure it works. And you know, Cynthia peeks her head out. She was like, "Well, I didn't hear any screaming, so I guess you got it." <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think I even, you know, grew a couple of chest hairs. Bring me to a total of seven. Uh, this whole process took the better part of a week. Uh, and even with knee pads, I still ended up with blisters on my kneecaps. Because you're just on the floor so much. I'm not including the cleanup, because that took an extra couple of days. All the scraps of wood that I fucked up, and the sawdust, and... You know, packaging of things and caulking tubes. And I end up being one of those guys making, you know, 10 trips to Home Depot. Looking more angry and disheveled each time. Uh, but now that it's finished, I mean, it looks great. For the most part. I mean, maybe I'm patting myself on the back. But it's just, you know, I worked hard on it. Cynthia loves it. The kids love it. Um, I think it's funny that the dog can't get any traction and is constantly crashing into things when he runs around. But, uh, yeah, so I can't wait to spend long-ass days and thousands of dollars on the rest of the house. Because it's always going to cost more than you think. Even if you calculate it down to the penny, you're going to almost triple what you're going to pay. Because it's like tools you didn't think you needed that you got to go out and get. Like a fucking table saw. It was, you know, $200. Hey, now I got a cool table saw so I can learn how to do fucking cabinet making, I guess. Um, you know, all kinds of other... You know, like, you never know how much you're going to need. And then some of it, because we're eventually going to do the other, you know, the bedrooms, because the bedrooms have carpet. Which I'm putting that off for as long as I possibly can. So, you know, any extra materials we're saving. So maybe we'll use them for the other bedrooms. But I'm sure in the meantime we'll have other projects that that come up. Just like the backyard. And just... Just looking at it irritates me. You know, I... I mentioned on previous podcast how I set up a playground... You know, we, we laid out the uh, the little the weed fabric, laid down all the mulch, and then it started with just a little mohawk of grass poking up through. 
Or I guess I didn't overlap the fabric good enough. And then maybe from the kids running around, and now, of course, the fucking dog chewing on it. It's just like there's grass coming up through fucking everywhere. So it's like now I'm just going to have to throw away all that mulch because now the dog's chewing on it. It's getting all over the yard. The lawnmower's kicking the pieces up. You know, the borders of that area are falling down. It's like I'm just going to take all that shit out, go back to basic grass like I should have left in the first place. And then just, you know, use the weed trimmer and trim around the playground. But that'll be a fucking winter project. When it's only 90 degrees outside. Uh, Let's move on to this episode of My Dog Choose the Universe. So far we've lost several action figures, a couple of wood blocks, and a Pokemon. I believe it was Poplio, though it was hard to identify the remains. I mean, this dog chews things like by instinct. I mean, if it's whether it's a morsel of food or like a handful of uranium, the dog will either attempt to eat it like he hasn't seen food in days or just chew it to pieces. And he can't help it. Like, I've walked through the house like carrying a hat. It's like regular old ball cap. I take it off my head for a second. It's in my hand. The dog just, before he even knows what's happening, he's already jumping in the air trying to fucking bite it. I mean, chewing things is even taking priority over his own safety. When I was walking him a few days ago, this uh, neighbor next street over has this, uh, this giant, beautiful pit bull. It's like this weird tan color that's almost pink. Uh, but it's a giant fucking dog. And then, of course, you know, we're right in front of that dog's house when they decide to come out for a walk. And then they send, like, a 10-year-old who could have ridden this dog like a fucking horse, you know, out to walk the dog. So then the pit bull's, like, running over. I and mean, you're not really being aggressive. But I could tell it could have gone that way. Because we were technically in his yard. And... uh even though this dog could have picked up my dog and just eaten him like a piece of fucking bacon. Like, my dog is, like, darting between his legs trying to chew on a fucking leaf because he likes crunching the leaves in his mouth and I'm trying to pull him away. Even though this dog could easily just bite his head off, he's like, no, I gotta chew on the goddamn leaf. Um, Like, just bite beyond his own safety. He could be getting carried away by a bald eagle and his only regret being not able to chew on my fucking roof shingles as he passed over them. I mean, we... We moved all the boys to the same bedroom a while back. Um, and made the other room a playroom. And now we constantly keep have to keep that door closed because the dog will sneak in there knowing it's not supposed to because it has that shameful look when he gets caught. Uh, and he'll grab, you know, a toy car or a dinosaur or go try to hide somewhere to chew it up. It's like he acts like a junkie that can't help himself. You know, it's like maybe I need to be more consistent when we're out walking. Because like, I'll let him chew on a stick or a leaf or whatever. I try not to make it like real garbage. You know, that. I mean, thankfully my neighborhood's pretty clean. With the exception of dog shit because there's an epidemic 
in my neighborhood of people not picking up their dog shit. And I'm not the only one that's complained, but, you know, it's like nothing, nothing gets done. You know, and they're pretty large piles, so it's, I'm assuming it's a big dog. And it usually happens at night, but it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Am I going to sit in my car next to the park at night like some kind of a private investigator? You know, it's like, where's the time for that shit? I need an extra day in the week just to record this fucking show. But it's just pick up after... You know, and I get it. It's it's gross. And my dog, Toby Two Shits, I always got to bring an extra bag because most of the time he has another one in the barrel ready to fucking go. Because I've learned my lesson. I've had neighbors come out and see me. The dog's there squatting in their yard. And I've only brought one bag that's already full and already has a knot tied in it. They look at me and it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, I brought one bag. Now I, I know every time. Got to bring another bag for Toby Two Shits. Ugh. It's been a long week. This semester is never going to end. I feel like I'm going to be in school for the rest of my life. I don't understand the people that like school. I just don't get it. I mean, and I would say those are the smart kids, but it's like, I was a smart kid. With the exception of math, I had good grades. You know, some of the classes I even liked. But it's just... I don't know. I don't get it. And it's, I mean, maybe because I'm taking five classes and when full-time is, is only four. Um, part of it is that I hate these two design classes that I have because I decided too late to change my major. And now I'm stuck with these two miserable classes that I don't want anything to do with. But I'm, you know... Like, me and Cynthia are very different types of students. Like, she gets upset, you know, if she doesn't have, like, a perfect A in the class. I'm like, listen, am I still getting my financial aid? That's all I care about. I was like, do I keep, can I get a C as long as I can still get paid, you know, for these classes? You know, I don't care if my, my grade isn't perfect. Um, and we're trying to get the kids back in face-to-face -face school. I probably mentioned that in the last show. I don't remember. But I don't think they're going to be able to go back until, I think, January. Is that we're going to open up another face-to-face -face class. Because um, the kids just, they're not doing so well. And it's not even an inconvenience to me. It's like I've arranged my life to be here with them. So it's just, but I feel like they're the ones that are miserable. Like they can't get away from the fact that they're at home. Like they can't just get that part of it out of their head. Because it doesn't feel like school when they're sitting in their home and they can just go to the other room and all their toys are there. So. And it's like, when we do try to reward them with stuff, it doesn't seem like, I don't think it has as much of an impact because as far as they know, they're just at home all the time. It's not like they're getting a break from anything, really. I mean, uh, me and Cynthia try to take breaks. Just the other day, we, uh, me and Cynthia and her sister Natalia, uh, we all left the kids with Grandma, and we snuck out to the uh, fun spot to ride some go-karts. 
Yes, I know. I'm 38, but go-karts are fucking fun. Uh, I was a bit nervous at the crowds. You know, we had masks. Most other people did, too. You know, Grant is probably the most ill-advised event so far. But I'm a hypocrite like that. You know, now that it's fall and it's only incredibly hot. Um, but there was a little awning over the line we were waiting in so we didn't sweat out our fucking skeletons. Um, and we got searched on the way into the fun spot, like at an airport. And for the second time in four months, I get pulled out of line because of a fucking knife. And I, I'm not a weirdo with a bunch of knives. It's just I've I've carried a pocket knife for I don't know a decade at least. It's just a tool. You know, it's not like a big Rambo knife that I can go hunt someone down with. It's like a it's just a pocket knife. Um, when I I'm not sure if I mentioned it when I flew up to my grandfather's memorial back in July. Um, you know, I, I used at the time the backpack that I always use for everything. But I had taken all my shit out of it and just put like travel shit, you know, toiletries and you know, phone charger and clothes and all that. And I was very careful to take out even any extra pens and pencils. And, and then uh, you got to put your your bag on that little conveyor belt to go through there and then it gets flagged and the guy's like oh we gotta look for it again or look through it again and I figured he was just looking at my you know my diabetic stuff and my insulin stuff and then he was like no well, we're trying to look at this part because it's not coming in clear and I was like okay whatever and then he runs it through again he's like we keep seeing a knife on the x-ray machine and I was like what the fuck are you talking about my mother looks at me like I'm crazy and she's like why would you bring a knife to the airport I was like I didn't bring a fucking knife I was like I don't have any knives I'm knifeless. Then uh, finally he like opens up the bag and like way deep down in this tiny little hidden inside pocket was an extra pocket knife that I had forgotten about that I've had for so many years. I forgot it was in there and the guy pulls it out and like holds it in front of him like it was a bomb. And he was like, sir, like looks at me. I was like, just keep it. Throw it away. I don't give a shit. I was like, I'm not... Like, my, my gate is right over there, and I need to leave. I need to go somewhere with better weather. <laughs> so I keep the fucking knife. I mean, granted, it was a really good knife, but I don't care. I was like, if that's what's going to keep me in this airport, just keep it. But anyway, I had my regular, you know, everyday carry pocket knife at the fun spot. The guy was like, sir, you're going to have to put your knife in the car. So I had to, like, run back to the other end of the parking lot. Anyway, stupid shit. Well, we go ride the go-karts. Um, I mean, and the track is like all these ups and downs and twists and turns and, you know. And these carts are used, you know, all day, every day. So I'm sure there's hardly time for for maintenance. Um, so like the whole thing, the whole time you're sitting there, the whole thing is shaking. Like you're re-entering the atmosphere. I get waiting for it to vibrate a testicle out of the bottom of my cargo shorts. So we're racing, having a blast. You know, the track is, you know, like I said, huge and it's got, you know, twists and turns and and Cynthia's in the lead, but I'm gaining. And she gets to the top of a hill and goes wide. And I'm like, I see my opening. I'm going to slam on the gas. I'm going to take the inside and get ahead of her. You know, make a face at her as I go by. Um, right as I hit the gas, the pedal just goes clunk. And nothing happens. 
which means they remotely killed the engines for all the go-karts. Um, because some asshole in the back like spun out and got in a little accident, so they had to stop everybody. And because I'm midway up the hill, I start rolling backwards because the brakes, quote-unquote, on these things barely work. And then someone had already come over the top of the other hill behind me. So then they crash into the back of me. And it's like, oh, there you are, back pain. It's like, I've forgotten that I shouldn't be riding these fucking go-karts. But, uh, I mean, it was it was fun. Nice little escape. Maybe one of these days we'll you know leave the kids again and go out there for like a day pass or something. Uh, so let's get political for a minute. I never get political. So you know it's important. And I'm sure I'm going to sound like all of those irritating celebrities that step outside their scope of practice. But seriously, go vote. The angry squash that's currently in the White House has to go. Our way of life may entirely depend on it. I mean, look how bad it's gotten in the last four years. Now imagine four more years of that fleshy Cheeto fucking it up for everyone. You know, when he first got elected, he was probably more surprised than anybody. But when he first got elected, I didn't really judge anyone. I was just kind of like, all right, whatever, you know, different political opinions. But it's just at this point, it's so far beyond that. Like his supporters need to be running out of excuses by now. I mean, if you if you still support Trump after everything he's been documented saying and doing, then kindly remove me from whatever social circles or friend list that we share because there is no hope for you. And I wash my hands of your ignorance. The government works for us. This is something we seem to have forgotten. These are elected individuals. You know, we as a nation, you know, myself included, have let this runaway circus train get away from us over the last few decades. In other countries, I'm sure used to look up to us, maybe even be jealous of certain parts of our culture. You know, now all of the better nations out there, I'm sure they just pity what we've become. You know, we're a joke. You know, be, be better than what we have been. Even if you haven't already, you know, go vote and take this country back. So let's try to, you know, put a positive spin at the end of this awful fucking year. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get too serious on you on this, you know, what passes for comedy on this comedy podcast. You know, like always, I, I will attempt to try and do one of these a week, one show a week. Um, you know, being a parenting podcast, it's mostly parents that listen to this. So you guys have an idea of how, you know, your schedule can get out of hand. Uh, so I will try to have another episode next week. You know, if you have any, you know, funny parenting stories, any topics you want to discuss, anything you want to share, you can send it to yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you know, all those emails come directly to me. We're not some fancy corporation. 
here at the Parenting Podcast Empire. But uh, I thank you guys for listening. And uh, talk to you in a week. Probably. Probably not, let's be honest.